Lord, I just thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the word that has already come this morning, that we are to take the sealing off our lives, Lord, and let you take us to a new place we've never gone before. Lord, give us the courage. Give us the courage to be what you, you want us to be, not what we think we should be. And Lord, I just pray as I speak the word this morning, Holy Spirit, that you would just add your special touch, that you would touch lives and bring healing, encouragement and hope in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated, everybody. What an exciting day. That was quite amazing, Zan, because that was the word I was getting as I was standing there to remove the ceiling off our lives, that we can go actually further, higher than we actually think we can. And God's such a God of um, encouragement and hope. He's the eternal optimist. <clears throat> so if you are feeling um, discouragement or anxiety this morning, just push in closer to God because he will encourage you and um, speak great things to you. Excuse me. Bit quiet without the men. I was standing there without Don blasting in my ear. Like it was quite, it was actually quite nice. And Al, and Alan's got quite a nice voice actually. So um, yes, the men are having a great time. Um, they've gone four wheel driving. Ben Anderson has shot his first deer with the hunting team. So um, I guess the Andersons are going to have a lot of meat in their house. Um, so they're having a great time out there, but we're going to have just as good time here. And um, I just reminded this morning that it is um, Palm Sunday. And it was prophesied in um, Isaiah 118 verse 26, but I'm just going to read it from John 12, 12. This was prophesied Years, thousands of years before Jesus came to earth. And it says, The next day a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm leaves and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed he is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Here the whole um, of his followers were in hope that Jesus was just going to come into town on this great big white horse and um, a sword in his hand and claim his throne. Well, it didn't quite happen like that, did it? Because he actually rode a donkey into town. But Hosanna means, Lord, be our saviour. And the palm tree is a symbol of triumph. This was even before Jesus had died and risen again. Um, the, the palm is a symbol of triumph our victory over death. It's quite amazing, isn't it? And palms grow in the arid, dry climate. And they dig their roots down deep. And I thought that all those symbols were quite powerful leading up to Easter. I'm quite excited. I love Easter. But um, at the moment, our theme is unmatched. And it says Colossians 1.15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, Jesus Christ. We have power. We have um, access to the throne room of God through Jesus Christ. What an amazing thing. Man, I'd be standing up woohooing. We're very quiet this morning. Come on. 
there's no one like our God. There's no one. You see, we hear about other gods and things that happen on the earth, but our God takes our victory right into eternity. And we've got to remember this, and we should really get excited about it. You know, I went out on Friday night, and I had the opportunity um, to have dinner with a friend, but um, for two hours we talked about the goodness of God. Um, And she's not a Christian, and um, we were, well, yeah, she loves God, but... There's a transition that's coming. But um, we sat for two and a half hours talking about God. And she couldn't believe it. She said, that time just went like that. And, you know, people want to know about what you've got and the victory that you have in your life. And we need to stand up and start telling people. And in this, this time, we're all talking about anxiety and all those things. I don't like those words. You know, God has given us the victory. And in Psalm 29, 3, it says, I'll read it to you. It says he's mighty and awesome, powerful and strong, the creator. This is who our God is. He created not just the earth, but the whole of creation. And we have anxiety over a little problem like COVID-19. You know, it's nothing to God. David stood in front of a giant and that giant was nothing to him because his God was so big in his life. And we need to start making God bigger in our lives, church. Um, On, what night was it? Thursday night, Don and I watched a movie called The Climb. And it's about um, an African Frenchman. And he wanted to win the heart of the girl. And what he did was she gave him a challenge and he went to climb Mount Everest, the highest mountain in the world. It's like 29, nearly 30,000 feet high. And um, he had never trained, so he thought that he would run up and down this hill three times a day, just up a hill. So he started running up this hill and he could manage that, so off he went to Everest. He didn't know anything about climbing, but he did have a faithful Sherpa. You know, we have a faithful friend that is with us every day, and he is called the Holy Spirit. And God says to us, you have not because you ask not. And you know, he's there for you to ask the little things and the big, big things. We don't actually wait till things get bad and they're big, and then we ask. You know, we need to ask God about the little things in our life every day. And there at the Sherpa, it was quite funny, you know, they had to walk up this mountain. I think the Sherpa went up and down three times and this guy was panting and puffing, going up once. I, I really encourage you to, um, to watch this movie because they had all these trained climbers there and um, yes, all these men putting this little Frenchman down but the thing was that he had a passion and he had a goal to reach the top and you know he was the only one that year that reached Everest totally untrained you should have seen him trying to climb with a pick it was hilarious he didn't know how to do it and his Sherpa taught him like it was amazing but he he got there and he got the girl And, you know, we need to set goals in our lives. 
not just most of you have got your girl, it's like sitting beside you. But, um, you know, set goals and ask the Holy Spirit to help you and you'll be amazed at what you can achieve. Actually, I haven't even started preaching my sermon. I better get to it, haven't I? <laughs> get a bit passionate about all these things. Psalm 29, and we'll go to verse 3 because this is about the awesome. There's no one like our God. And um, a few weeks ago, we got to go to Rotorua to speak at a conference, and then we went for a walk. We went out through Nongataha and went to this redwood forest, and it had this beautiful stream through it, and there's great big redwoods. And um, we just were walking, Sharon and Lloyd and Don and I, we were walking through, and we would talk, but mostly we walked silently in this forest, and we breathed in the cool air, and we listened to the silence and the birds and the, the quiet stream beside us, and, you know, things like that restore your soul. It's just something quite amazing. But when you look up at those huge, big redwoods, you think, gosh, God designed these. And that's just one little tree. And when we were driving back from Dargaville the other day, we were looking at the rolling hills and the green trees. And there was probably a hundred different shades of green. You know, our God has a amazing imagination. He made you. And I think he has a sense of humour too when I look at a few of you as well. But our God is awesome and we need to think about it. And um, I'm not an artist, but I just, I wish I was because I just, I know we've got some talented artists here in this church. Get into your art and paint. It's just painting those beautiful things. I thought, wow. But in Psalm 29.3, it says, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. You hear the thunder sometimes. The Lord is over many waters. You think of the raging waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, you can see when lightning and and that hits a tree and splits it in half. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them into um, also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a wild, young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of the fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forests bare. And in his temple, everyone says glory. You know, our God is so awesome, this great creator. You know, we need to take time in our lives. You know, some of us get to work from home now. We can go out and sit on our decks and just listen to the birds singing as we're writing. You know, that's a gift from God. And we need to take note because the, all these things restores our soul. You know, if we have an agitated, sick soul, our body becomes sick. And I believe God wants us to be whole. He wants us to be energized and he wants us to be passionate. 
Amen. And then it says in Psalm 29, 11, the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. You know, God does amazing things, but he always comes back to his last creation, man. And he always speaks with gentleness and love and compassion over us. He speaks hope. He is, he might be creator, but he is our loving father. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but has everlasting life. You know, the whole plan right through creation and the ages was to bring us back into relationship with him. His hope was for each one of us to choose him over everything else. He hates evil, sin, and unkindness. He loves us. He just loves us. But he loves us especially when we're loving and kind. In the beginning of that Psalm 29, it says, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You know, there is one thing that God wants us to do, and that is to honor him. And you see it in marriages. Marriages begin to disintegrate and fall apart when one does not honor the other, if wives do not honor their husbands. That's why God says, watch the words of your mouth. They can bring a curse upon you. And one of those is not honoring God and not honoring our husbands. Amen. Love you, wives. I was thinking about this. Um, it was quite funny. I was talking to Pastor John beginning of the week. And a week or so ago, I was fast asleep. And God woke me up with this. And I think it's something that um, I thought was fantastic with the, um, the yacht race. When Team New Zealand came back and they walked across that bridge and the, um, the, the Maori cultural group stood forward and they welcomed them back and they honoured them. There is a culture of honour. And, you know, in this nation, we have a tendency to pull, pull down tall poppies instead of honouring people where honour is due. And I was, um, God woke me up. And what he said, and the words he says, there were no miracles in Nazareth. And I thought, that's a weird thing to wake up to. So I went, later on I got up. Because they saw Jesus as the carpenter's son, as the son of Joseph. And there was no honour. And I was thinking, is this a challenge to us 
I'm putting it out there, that if there's no honour, will we not see miracles in this place? Does something need to change? Honour and respect are huge in the currency of the kingdom. Worship and honour bring blessing. We are blessed. We are very blessed. Each one of us, we all have our struggles. We all have things to go through. But God is with us. We're still here. We are blessed to be a blessing. God wants us to live totally whole without stress and anxiety. Speaks about it a lot in the Bible. But to live with joy and faith, excited, even in these times. You know, these times isn't for us to get into conspiracy theories and everything. It's for the church to shine and to encourage and to speak our testimonies to people and get excited about what God is doing. Because everybody says, oh, well, it's in the New Testament. No, it's actually in the Old Testament, if you want to turn there. I love it. This is my, one of my um, favorite psalms. And they always read it at funerals. And I look at it and I think, this is for the living. This is so for the living. So if you want to turn, this is um, in the King James Version. It says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He cares always. So at each of these verses, I'm just going to give you a quick little phrase that you can write down, okay? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He cares always. Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Doesn't that sound beautiful? He leads me beside still waters. He soothes my fears as I lie down and I rest and I focus on him. Verse 3, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He makes me whole again. Verse 4, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I am not overcome by fear. He has numbered my days before I was even born. The word declares it. See, we, this is why the word is so powerful, people. And it's so powerful if you write it down. Get a journal and write it down. He comforts me. Verse 5. Gotta find it. You prepare a table before my enemies. I don't, I don't think I walk. Did I go right to the end of verse 4? Yea, though I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. He cares for all my needs. 
refilling me daily. You don't have to bring from yesterday into today because when you get up in the morning and you just take a breath and take him in and talk to him, he fills you for that day. He gives you everything you need for the day. Verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. His protection and provision are wherever I go. I will be and it will be even into eternity. I missed out a word. Take a long, cool breath and let him fill you with life, hope and purpose. Every day. It's not hard. You just wake up and you just have to lie in bed and say, Thank you, God, for this new day. Because you're alive. You took a breath. You woke up. So God has a purpose for your day. It's not complicated. And we don't need to go to Bible college for it. If God has a purpose for your day, you woke up and you took a breath. That easy. So he has a purpose for you for that day. And you just need to get in touch. So you just have to shut your eyes and take a breath. And that breath goes right down into your inner being. And it restores your soul. Nothing can overcome us if we let him become greater in our lives. You know, he can restore your soul in many ways. Like I did in that um, forest, I went for a walk. But some of you ride a bike. Some of you like swimming. Some of you like lying in bed, sleeping. Don't bother me. Um, some, some of us just like to go for a, a slow walk or a run. There are many ways how our souls can be restored, but just take that time. David saw God, saw God far greater than the giant Goliath. And he knew he could not miss. The problems in our lives, if we saw our God and how big he really was, we cannot miss. We can entertain our enemies without fear. In fact, the word declares we can love our enemies. That would be a challenge. Somebody that you have a real problem with, invite them to dinner. And, get, and make them a meal. And start giving and you will find out how your attitude does change. Fear will go in Jesus' name. God anoints, empowers and calls us to do greater things. Elisha did double the miracles Elijah did. He finished what... Elijah was called to do. If you read the story, go and read it. Jesus declared, greater things will you do because I go to the Father. We are to complete what he started. It's a challenge, isn't it? Souls, restoration, hope. Those are what are written over your lives. Have you talked to somebody? 
this week? Have you brought hope to them? We need to tell our story more. You know, your story is so powerful. Stop hiding it. God, many of you have come from other nations to New Zealand. You know, that takes courage. You just think, oh, I've just done that. But, you know, it takes a lot of courage to leave your homeland and come to a strange land and start anew. Tell tell people your story. Sometimes just marrying the man God told you to marry is a story in itself. Maybe you selling. God's encouragement today. Take a few minutes daily to focus on me. Restore your soul with something you enjoy. Take a break to refresh yourself, as I've been talking about. It's quite funny that Zahn, during um, the prayer this morning, he hit on some things that actually while I was praying last night, God talked to me about, about the ceiling and about your anxiety that he doesn't want you to carry anymore. He wants his church to shine in these times without anxiety and fear. And he said, for somebody here who's going through something, his word is, I've got it and I've got you. One. Two, there's somebody else that's time for the turnaround. You've been asking God, you've been praying about it, and God says, just do it. There's somebody that's laid down their gift. Maybe out of discouragement. I actually got art. You've laid down your art, and God says, it's a gift from him, pick it up. And I really feel that you are going to do... um, might display your art in a gallery. Just, um, there's healing. God cares in your grief and pain. You thought he didn't care, but he does. He sees it all. He's the God that sees. He knows. Hope. There is more. I think this is the ceiling one. There is more. Dream again. Don't just sit there. Start doing something. You know, it's a bit like um, Jesus and the um, water into wine. You know, Mary said, do whatever he says. And he said, put the water in those water urns. Now, they could have thought, that's really dumb. But no, they filled them. And as they filled it, or I don't know whether um, the miracle came as they were filling or as they poured out, but they did something. And you need to do something so the miracle can happen. That's for somebody here. 
And there's somebody else, just one person. And God said, you haven't laughed in a long time. And I don't mean a smile and a hee that you haven't laughed with great joy in a long time. And he wants to restore that to you because that's part of your personality, part of your gift. You know, the enemy always comes and attacks your gift. You might lose your voice or whatever. And somebody with a beautiful laugh, if you can't laugh that out, see, that laugh actually comes and overwhelms other people and brings joy to their life. Sharon, can you come, please, and play the keyboard? Um, and God wants you to laugh again. Now, you think, that's very simple. Yes, it is, but they can break things over other people's lives. You know, sometimes we think our gift isn't important enough. I could think, well, I don't really want to talk, but I, I've always wanted to sing. I want to do that. And we always, you know, if we've got dark skin, we want white skin. If we've got white skin, we lie out and put oil all over our bodies and try to get brown. If we've got straight hair, we want curly hair. You know, we're never just happy the way God made us. Take a look in the mirror when you go home and say, I am beautiful just the way I am. And the gift that God has placed on my life is going to change and set people free. See, I talk and I, I'm hoping some of this is helping your life. When somebody gets up and worships, they're singing a prayer over your life and they're breaking strongholds. Why would you want to be a speaker if you're a singer and you're setting people free? If you're a leader, Trisha, imagine what, we'd, what the church would be like if we didn't have Pastor Trisha praying for us. And her team. You see, we need to put our, our whole heart in to the gift that God has placed on our life. Because as we work together, because we are better together, the church is going to shine and be beautiful. And I just, I'm going to have an altar call in a minute. And if any of those um, Six things that I spoke about. I've got it. I've got you. Turn around. Go back to your art, to your gift. And it's just not art. If there's a, a gift on your life, go back to it. Healing. God saw the pain. He sees and he cares. And you haven't laughed. We need to hear your laugh. Okay, if there's any of that, I'll, I'll open the altar after this. But I just want you to shut your eyes. Or you can read it on the screen, actually. This is Psalm 23, and it's from The Voice. Um, the women's group have been doing this study, and this came up the other day, and it's really beautiful. And I just want you to read it 
It's a different version, and it, I think it will minister to you. The eternal is my shepherd. He cares for me always. He provides me rest in rich green fields beside streams of refreshing water. He soothes my fears. He makes me whole again, steering me off worn, hard paths to roads where truth and righteousness echo his name. Even in the unending shadows of death's darkness, I am not overcome by fear because you are with me in those dark moments. Near with your protection and guidance, I am comforted. You spread out a table before me, provisions in the midst of attack from my enemies. You care for all my needs, anointing my head with soothing, fragrant oil. Filling my cup again and again with your grace. Certainly your faithful protection and loving provision will pursue me. Where I go, always, everywhere, I will always be with the eternal in your house forever. See, living this life, we're like, this is the motel or the camping ground. Home is heaven. And in this journey through life, we've got some things to do. And we have amazing gifts and amazing potential within each one of us to fulfill those things. And many of us don't fulfill them. But God sees He's saying, take off the ceiling and rise, rise. So as um, Sharon plays there, I'm going to pray. And if you really feel that maybe you want to make that step, first step towards Jesus even. When we were at a funeral on Monday, Don's aunt's funeral, um, there was these little old ladies and they... um, had gone to church for years. But they came up to Don afterwards and they said, can, I just, can we just say the prayer? Can we just say the prayer just, just in case? Because they'd never said it. I think God has known them for many years. But um, it was so beautiful seeing like these six old ladies, Don, sitting there and praying with them. You know, it's never too late and it's never too early to pray that prayer and just ask him to come into our lives and just be that strength and that hope. Is there anybody here this morning who would like to pray that prayer? Please, Jesus, just come in, into my life and bring that strength and hope. Anybody? Just raise your hand and I'll pray for you while you're sitting there. It's all right. Okay. Thank you. Okay, why don't we just shut our eyes and just repeat these words after me. Father God, 
I thank you that you have loved me. Before I was even born. And you've led me on a journey to this day. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come in and be Lord of my life. Strengthen me. Give me hope for the future. And bring peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. What a wonderful decision. Well done. Okay, I just want to pray a blessing over you. And if you'd like to respond to any of those points, Sharon's just going to play um, the keyboard. Um, but after we've prayed this, if you want to go and have a coffee, you're welcome. But if you would like prayer, please come forward. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to be still and come like coming to the side of that river and our souls can be restored. Your word can flow over us and bring us hope. The cool grass can help us breathe again. God, Holy Spirit, we just take in a fresh breath of you right now. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we go out into our week to shine your love and your goodness. And we pray that the church would shine and be the hope for the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.